0: The Unmasked podcast. This is at Citaline, and I am joined tonight with um, Southern Cynic and Akira. Good night, ladies. How are you? Good, good. Recovering still from last night's
1: episode.
0: Yeah, we're Ooh. we're all in mourning. We're all shell shocked. And so, as soon as for the listeners, as soon as we got on the call, <laughs> we just started talking and talking. I said, "Wait, we need to hit record." Um, so. We're here to talk about season two, um, which is called Undo. And there are some things in this episode I would like to undo. Um, But, yeah, okay. So one of the things I did today, this afternoon, is I did do a poll because um, I'm still reeling from last night. And so I did a poll, and there were three options. Um, So the question was, have you recovered and option one is no, I'm still shaking. Option two is sniff, sniff, barely recovered. And then um, the third option is yes, and I'm ready to watch the episode again. So um, Akira, you said you participated in this poll. So what did you choose?
1: Yes, um, I went with the first option. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, um, after watching this episode, I can see why it was um, why uh, it was mentioned in reviews of the entire season of the whole. Well, I can't say the whole season review because uh, critics have only, I think, seen the first six, six episodes thus far. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, mostly um, when they mentioned it uh, or any reviews about the season premiere, a lot of people were kind of asking, "Well, you know." You guys had the two hour season premiere during season two. Why did you you know, you know, what was the this is the thought process of just only doing the premiere, the one hour premiere? Um so they were hinting already as of last week that, you know, episode two was gonna be something was going be something. So, um yeah, now that we've seen it, I'm like, Okay, now I know why they were on it so much about this one. I mean, they, they this were. was just Yeah. constant like you really did not have a time to like recover it was like boom hit you with the next thing All right, hit you with the next thing it's like wait 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 wait
0: you know it was I I know at some point I, I, I literally tweeted Jesus thank you for this commercial because I could not take one more second I needed a breather Southern Cynic girl how are you doing today um I think my blood pressure has come down a little bit. I, I took some Xanax uh, yeah. before
1: watching it again. So I'm kind of mellowed out. I'm good for now. I don't think I can watch that again anytime soon because even on the second viewing, it is intense. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God, it's, it's, it was just too much. I think I blacked out a little bit yesterday. I just split <laughs> <slid> into it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think, didn't you tweet something like, you're all out of cans, or you're all out of cans, or something? You, you, you I, I ran out of cans, <laughs> and I, oh, it was gone. Yeah. snatched it all. He snatched everybody's <laughs> edges
1: last night.
0: <laughs> he was
1: totally disrespectful. I, I just, oh. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I, oh, it was, it was good. Okay, so, um, the, I looked at the poll, and so we've had about, um, I only put it up maybe a couple hours ago. So we've had fifty-six votes, and forty-eight percent, um, option one, no, I am still shaking. So people were officially shook. They're still shook. Um, I hope we are recovered by next Wednesday. Um, but yeah, I watched it again this afternoon and I was like, even knowing what was happening, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm not ready. But, um, let's get into this episode because there is so, 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 so much to talk about. Um, and we started this episode kind of, um, it's, I think at some point we figure out that it's been roughly five weeks since um, last week's episode when um, Elliot asked Angela to get him a job at Evil Core. Um So Elliot is a security analyst, and he has decided that he is going to work to undo the mess that he feels he has made. Um, he's the inside man now, and he is going to try to prevent, um, stage two from happening. And then while he's there, he's also going to try to clean up evil core, um, because it's like a necessary evil, but he's going to try to make it a little bit less evil. Um, what did you think of, of, a focused Elliot with this goal of undoing and, um, making these proposals, getting folks arrested? What did you think when you saw this Elliot,
1: um I just didn't know what road this was gonna go down that was gonna end up being a good thing for him. Mm-hmm. Um I mean I, I I admire his uh his ambition to get this done, but we see that uh it didn't lead down a good road for him. <clears throat> But I, I, I did appreciate that he um, had the FBI in there on everybody. I don't know why the FBI even left Ecor. all <laughs> the crap. They, <laughs> like they should have just moved in and set up house.
0: Yeah, like know, they were before. Rambled. Like they were before. Yeah,
1: yeah. and um, I was really concerned about him taking his bill off all of a sudden, and it's not working as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. I've been on so often. It kind of leaves you, um, for me, it just leaves you kind of lethargic and just blah about everything that's going on around you. But Elliot's having a meltdown.
0: It's too much. So
1: mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think he had, I think like five or six people got arrested or fired or lost their jobs in these five weeks. And I'm wondering. I would be (laughs) nervous that that would set off some alarms um, with the higher-ups as to Mm -hmm. why are all these folks getting arrested all of a sudden. Uh, What were you thinking, Akira, of of Elliot with his new purpose to undo um, the results of the 5-9 attack?
1: Well, seeing Elliot um, in his element, so so to speak, it's always a nice thing um, to see Elliot doing his thing. Um, It's, as Sam has said, we're definitely seeing a newer side of Elliot or um, one where, I mean, he's always on some level to, you know, taking some responsibility for things that he has done. But in this sense, we're seeing him be a lot more proactive and, um, and Um, in terms of accepting that responsibility and actually trying to do something about it. Um, so, but again, he's, but again, I think that he's still self-aware that there's only so much that he can do, um, since he says that he can't decrypt uh, decrypt the data. Um, but he can, but there's still this that I can do. He's, uh, basically, um, trying to, um, Help them rebuild the database and defend the Ford. And then, in the meantime, while all that's going on, he's trying to convince the higher ups uh, to digitize the records um, at the local facilities rather than shipping them all to New York, to the New York location to avoid a a central point of a single point of failure. Um, So, seeing Elliot Elliot in his element is always a good thing, like I said. Um, And then, to me, it was interesting with him. In his meetings with the the higher ups to try to get his um to try to make them see okay you guys really got to do this if you want to prevent um a disaster that yeah you guys don't know you guys are probably gonna get blown up so in order to prevent this you guys might not want to move these records over here um he you know he gets met with the first two two guys that he meets with, you know I'm just gonna call them out two douchebags um <laughs> and. And I mean, it's just, I mean, it was interesting enough that basically it was something, you know, they just flat out reject, don't even want to hear what he has to say. One guy was like, uh, Yeah, I got a Google Goo Dolls concert to go to. And the other one's like, Yeah, I got a Soul Cycle one to go to. And it's like, OK. Um, and Elliot showing once again, it's not that hard to um, hack them and everything. And interesting enough, with the, again, the meetings with the higher ups, the one person that actually, takes heed to what he has to say is a woman. I'm going to point that out. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm like, okay. Yes. So, um, but yeah. Um, but yeah. So even with Elliot, I mean, I think that he tried to use the, the whole action, the whole task of trying to undo stage two or at least undo stage two as much as he can. Well, I think that he tried to think, fool himself into thinking that it was going to give him some sense of purpose now, some sense of, you know, like he said, he feels that need to constantly be part of something important. Um, it's not working for him, you know. He's, yeah, trying to make Evil Corp as less evil as possible, but he's still,
0: he's still got some demons that he got that he has to deal with. So, well, um, well, speaking of making Evil Corp less evil... During the, that whole um, opening sequence, we saw, you know, Elliot's back on his meds. Um, you know, he's trying. He has this focus. Did you notice that he was actually buying things for his apartment? Like, he bought a TV, um, this big yes. flat screen TV. He bought himself a lamp. Um, you know, he's wearing not Fingers the same. Yeah, he's not wearing the same shirt every day to work like he did in season one. So, He's trying and he's kind of talking himself into this idea. You're right that he can make evil core better. And for the first time we heard him say E core instead of evil Mm -hmm. core. And I was like, Oh, this is really interesting that he just said E core. And I'm like, I know Elliot's not drinking the Kool-Aid, but he really seems to be rationalizing a lot right now. Um, into making this okay what he's doing kind of almost like what Angela did in season two Um, and speaking Mm -hmm. of Angela we see this flash of Angela walk by with um this group of men and I noticed that she had on white again and in episode one someone had um post and I'm sorry I can't remember whose Twitter account it was Um, they had posted a picture of Angela standing across from Elliot and Angela had on all white and Elliot had on his normal black and they were saying white versus dark. And I'm wondering if Angela actually had on white when she walked by, or is this Elliot um, perceiving her as his protector and his hope and his angel, this person who's there to protect and save him from Mr. Robot. So that I was kind of thinking that when I was, um, when we were watching the the opening sequence, did you guys notice that Angel has only been in white so far this, this season?
1: Yeah. Um, I remember, um, in her season three interview, there was also a mention about that, um, uh, with her being her character being this season going to be mostly in white. And, um, how that will impact um, the performance and also just impact the character as well. Um, And yeah, and also we talked about this in the DMs at um, one point or two about, again, Angela being dressed in white and what does that mean? Um, And then I have this conversation with somebody else on Twitter too, you know, like, you know, kind of, you know, seeing her thus far, but again, there is still so much that can be revealed about her later on at this one, kind of revealing like oh well yeah she's in white but let's not get that twisted she could still be a wolf in sheep's clothing pretty much mm-hmm. per se um you know since Elliot is looking to her as that um kind of I guess you I guess we could say that light it has like the one remaining piece of light that he may think that he has in his life mm-hmm. but at the same time we're like okay it looks like Angela's pretty much you know Moving, you know, basically trying to help you move along White Rose's plan, um, without him knowing it more or less. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be, I mean, still so we were talking about this, like, it's just going to be an interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then, um, you alluded to this, Akira. So, Elliot is talking to us and he tells us that, you know, things aren't as great as he's been portraying them to us and that his loneliness is back. And it's like season one, Elliot sitting in the corner crying this overwhelming sense of loneliness. And, um, you know, he's kind of saying he doesn't know what's happening or why he's feeling that way. And we see him with Krista. Um, In his first session with her, we got to see him with Krista twice. Did you guys notice, or Southern Cynic, did you notice later in the episode when Elliot is on the um, subway that there's this poster that says separation anxiety um, behind him? Did you notice that? And did you, what did you think of that if you did?
1: I didn't catch that until the second viewing. I think you pointed it out to me. I didn't see it. I think I I was still in shock, so I, I mean, all <laughs> those Yeah, I, it just, <laughs> it's just
0: stuck out to me a little bit. Cause do you feel like he's feeling some separation anxiety with Mr. Robot? I think
1: he is. Plus, you know, Sam likes to throw those little posters up at us Yes. Know, let us know we need to pay something, you know, but, um, yeah, but, but the question is why would he want to be, why would you feel this anxiety about Mr. Robot not being there? Like you don't really need him there. Let him go. Maybe things could turn around for you, but oh
0: well, I mean, Mr I mean, Krista has said this in the past that Elliot is part of him, so you know, by shutting this part of himself off and as a byproduct, he reveals that he hasn't talked to Darlene in five weeks either because he thinks she's the reason that Mr. Robot shows up. And I think I had tweeted, maybe this is why he chooses to forget her in an effort to um, control Mr. Robot. And, you know, I, later in the episode, he says, what did he say? He said he felt energized or he felt some alive again after that second time with um, Krista, when he then realizes Mr. Robot is still around. Um, so I think he's missing Mr. Robot. That's my take. What did you think, Akira? Um,
1: I definitely will agree with you there. I think that he is definitely trying to deal with and process life without Mr. Robot somewhat um, because we, I mean, we know Mr. Robot is not gone, but I think he's starting to. Um, deal with what you know, what that possibly would be like. I mean, it's kind of that whole thing of, um, I guess, be careful what you wish for because you might have, you know, you're gonna get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because for season for season two, he's wanted Mr. Robot to be gone. You know, just he, they had been having this whole drawn out battle between the two of them, and now really with the two being separated now, um, you know, they're no longer one. They're separated. So I think that well, we're seeing actually that both. Elliot and Mr. Robot, they're both handling it in their own ways. But, um, yeah, I think maybe Elliot is finally starting to realize that, okay, Robot is a part of him, and he's had that side of him. There was, again, going back to what Robot has even said, that, you know, you created me for a reason. And so, you know, Elliot having to just, I think, come to terms with, or at least try to begin to reconcile okay, this is pretty much what life is going to be like without Robot. That even though Robot and Elliot butted heads a lot and Robot may have represented some of the darker qualities or bad things that Elliot um, often fights against, against, I think that Robot gives him that sense or that ability to feel that Elliot is um, able to be part of something important. So it's kind of like, okay with robot gone, that sense of being part of something important, even though yes, what you did kind of, you know, fucked up the world's economy. But yeah, so with robot being gone, that sense is that sense is gone. So yeah, he's he's dealing with some things. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I mean, and I mean
0: even him trying to what he's doing with Evil Core, that also that kind of reminds you of what he was doing in season one, kind of um you know, what he did for Krista and what he did with the guy, the bronze coffee guy. Um, I think in episode one, he's kind of swooping in and and outing people for these things that they are doing, immoral or illegal things that they're doing. And he's kind of back to that as a sense of being a part of something. But something else happened Mm -hmm. um, when he was with Krista. He has a memory Um, so he has this memory of, um, building a snowman with Darlene. And it's always interesting when Elliot has memories because he is not a trustworthy person with his memory, but he casually mentions to Krista that he didn't get a chance to take a picture with, um, the snowman who was called Kevin McAllister because that's the day his father pushed him out of the window. Um, I had just so many questions from that scene just, and then later when he's talking to Darlene about Kevin McAllister and Darlene is like almost shocked that he would bring it up and asking him, do you want to talk about it? Southern Sync, what were you thinking when he's recounting this story? It's obvious he's not telling everything, but do you think it's just about him being pushed out of the window or is there more possibly going on the way she said it made me think that there is a
1: series of events that happened before he got pushed out that window that didn't Mm -hmm. involve just you know him having an argument about his dad's illness so i'm very curious to see if something comes of that because you're right that the look on her face the way I read it is there is definitely something had that happened there that also happened to Darlene as well. Not just Elliot being pushed out the window, not just the trauma of seeing
0: that. It didn't you know? seem like she said something like she's sorry for what she did. Like, like you said, there's something more than the way it has been portrayed to us in the past of because at, at one point in season one, didn't Elliot try to act like it might have been an accident or, or Edward said it was an accident? Um, but then we just, I don't know, that whole being pushed out of the window, there's just so much more that it could be. But Darlene did intrigue me the way that she reacted because last season she was talking about how she wishes she could remember her dad more. And, you know, she was so young. So on one hand, you kind of wonder what, how involved could she have been in that incident? But it's definitely suspect the way that she reacted to him even bringing that up. Akira, what what were your thoughts? No, go ahead. what did you say, Southern Cynic?
1: It also makes me think back to the premiere of season two when Elliot's in there with the doctor, but we fade out as the doctor starts having this
0: conversation. Mm -hmm. It makes
1: me wonder, you know, is there something that the doctor saw there uh, outside of, you know, the two bickering parents, you know, um, making their child nervous and, and everything like, was there something that maybe they discussed or something that the doctor saw that indicated that it was a little bit more than just, I fall out the window mm-hmm. something was going on I maybe I think we'll we'll get clarification on that later
0: that makes sense because the, the way Elliot is about um, misremembering or choosing not to remember things um, and kind of altering member memories that definitely could be the case oh more questions miss Akira what are you what are your thoughts
1: um Pretty much yeah, I mean Darlene, well really the again, the whole situation with the store the story uh Elliot having the memory and Chris's reaction when um when uh he reveals the part about his dad pushing him out the window and she's just, You never told me that and Elliot is I could have sworn I told you and I remember seeing someone um I can't not remember who mentioned it on Twitter, um, but someone was saying that um Elliot is Possible, you know, that they interpreted it as Elliot basically confusing things that he's told us, his friend, mm-hmm. and with things that he's con- with things that he's told uh, Krista. Um, and I remember uh, also talking with the ghost from uh, Mr. Roboto podcast about it earlier today. Um, uh, about that too, and um, I was saying, well, um, the way that um, you know, the way that she reacted definitely implied that he that he didn't mention it, but also it says, well, they did talk about, um, Krista did bring up, and I was thinking back to season one, where um, there was once again, another session between uh, Krista and Elliot where she does mention in that episode um, in season one saying, well, when we talked, when we talked about your father and you wishing that he had done more against um, evil Corp and all that. So with that, I was like, okay, well, we do know that they did talk about his dad before. But mm-hmm. again, with that, we did that. But that was the only bit of information that we got directly from Krista. So we know that they talked about him, but we don't know to the extent of what. Um, But then also, I can also see how um the other person on Twitter was saying, well, it's probably just Elliot confusing things that he's told us, the friend, versus um things he told Krista. But I'm starting to... Sh- You know, again with the whole questioning about which you know characters and who do you trust, whose side are they on? Pretty much with Darlene, you know, there. I mean, the the being hesitant to trust things that she's saying or her motivations and whatnot. um, But also, what what stays with me, or at least what I get from Darlene, thinking back to things that she said about how she wishes she remembered her dad better. I'm more so thinking that maybe that line probably comes from, you know, when someone, you know, after you lose somebody, maybe it's kind of, kind of in a sense, you, you, in a sense you choosing what you want to remember that person mm-hmm. or how you want to remember that person. So you might, so certain memories, you might, even though they're there, um, you might push those memory push those memories aside or just completely disregard them um and then focus on certain memories to hold on to so part of me wonders that maybe that is what Darlene may be doing that when she's when she says I you know I wish I remembered him better maybe that's more so again just her choosing specifically what she wants to remember um and then and maybe the case could be maybe the same could be said for Elliot who knows but um
0: uh, but yeah, they, I yeah, mean, and they and they talked in like um, his memory was mentioned. He mentioned his memory. Darlene um, mentioned his memory as well when they were meeting at the pier um, when he was calling mm-hmm. her on some things. So I feel like his memory is definitely or his unreliable memory it has been a theme so far. These two. Um, episodes, because last week we talked about him having this real focus, almost like a photographic memory, for some de- for some details at times. And then we were talking about the juxtaposition of his ability to forget Darlene and to forget that all of these e- these things happen, and how does that fit in with his um, his personality and these things that are going on with Mister Robot? But um, you brought up Darlene, so. I felt better this week because last week we definitely felt like Dom flipped her and we find out that, that, that Darlene isn't trying to get Elliot caught, she's in fact trying to get Tyrell caught or trying to get information on Tyrell. Um, and once again Dom had to be Dom and break it down to Darlene because Darlene was really of the school of thought that Elliot hasn't had anything to do with Tyrell. Um, so, Southern. So, Akira. After Dom lets in to Darlene that, in fact, Tyrell and Elliot have had this interaction. Do you think that was the impetus for her to actually reach out for him and do the things that she did following that?
1: Um, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I think that. You can definitely make that make that argument and make make that case because we've so far seen that pretty much anything. I think that she feels on some level threatened when they're not. You know, they're not as close, and she's made a point to mention that to Elliot. You know, the reason why I came back and we even did what we did last year. You know, the, that was only I did that so we could be close again. So I think that. It's, again, her feeling threatened by the fact that they're not as close as they were anymore. And then this is also something that I think we talked about in terms of uh, Darlene's childhood, especially when it came to Elliot's relationship with Angela, how they were always so close and maybe how Darlene could have possibly felt threatened by that Mm -hmm. as well. So I think, again, when she's hit with the, you know, hit with with the reality that, You really don't know your brother as well as you think. Um, Mm -hmm. Yes, they haven't. Yes, he's been having conversations with Tyrell, and even before, you know, they they're telling her that, and she is just so dead sure that no, my brother is not having any any type of conversations, relations, whatever, with um, with Tyrell. And then Dom having to be the bearer of bad news, I guess you could say, for Darlene, and just you know, you know, giving her the truth, hitting her with the truth once again. That yes, your brother isn't isn't back uh, working with Tyrell, um, and so I think again it's her um, her I guess what you know things that she's felt steadfast in thinking that she knows and things that she's believing with her whole heart that yes um, that no they're not talking they're not talking he's not conspiring with him he told me that they're not working together and and the dominant, uh, the FBI having to set her straight. Um, I, I say that she feels threatened by it, but also the fact, but also when she's met with that reality then I think that her doing what she did is in maybe some way, shape or form some sort of retaliation against Elliot for, um, I guess maybe in some ways she might feel that that is a sense of betrayal because she's kind of like, okay, I'm your sister. We, you know, we started this thing together. But, and again, with the, you know, the threatened and the retaliation is, you know, five, nine, F society, like this was all something that we started together. Now all of a sudden you've got someone, uh, someone who was supposed to be on the outside, you know, there's stuff going on with them. You're moving forward along with whatever we were supposed to be doing. And kinda of, and also kinda of taking what they were doing and kind of going off on a whole different different tangent
0: really because Darlene didn't even know that stage two was Elliot's plan. Exactly. Um, so she's so yeah, I feel so. like she was already kind of feeling betrayed by that. And then the thing with the Tyrell is probably like icing on the cake. Um uh-huh. so one of the things um Southern Cynic that Dom also brought up to Darlene was this new F Society video that was released. Um who do you think that was? I don't know. I couldn't
1: tell because um, I was really looking at the video and they had a little side shot, his uh, side profile. And I want to say that it was male, but I mean, you can't tell by ears, you know. Um, but they really made a point of blocking out the eyes. You couldn't see whose eyes it were because. Um, in previous videos, you can definitely tell if it was Darlene in the video, if it was Elliot or Tyrell. It, on, on this, if you go back and look, the eyes are like black, blacked out, like the mask is kind of set off from the face so you can't see who it is. So I have no idea who would drop that unless they have Tyrell, you know, held up and just making a block of videos and dropping them in um, a the dark army is dropping them online. Mm-hmm. I, I have no clue who that
0: is. I'm going to tell you, I think it is, I think Who is it's, it? I think it's Angela. Hmm. You
1: think? That I, would don't be don't know why. I don't also, know why. I don't know why. <laughs> but that, I mean, that would be an interesting take, but then also one thing that really struck me about the video was that this time when they addressed Evil Corp, they said E Corp, not Evil Corp. Oh. Did they? Yeah. Yeah, I, like, I was like, "Wait, well. Yeah, I was like, "Hold on, <laughs> what happened to Evil Corp?" You don't call him E Corp now.
0: So that, yeah. th- so so to that me, was, that's yeah. that's even more confirmation that it could be Angela, I, or, mm-hmm. may, or, yeah, maybe, I or maybe, or maybe, or maybe E Corp did it because I felt like they were presenting F Society as more of a violent group, um, mm-hmm. and kind of to go along with Elliot's monologue last week about how they take what was a movement and turn it into a way for them to make money type of a thing. Um, so it could have been e doing that themselves as a way to kind of discredit the movement um, like certain folks right. are doing in real life. But I'm I'm going to say, um, I'm going to stick with Angela too, though. Either one.
1: Right. And then also another thing that was really different or I guess to me, it seemed a little bit different too, aside from um, just saying E Corp. The fact that this video was pretty much describing what was going to happen. I mean, we know, yeah, they're talking about the explosion, but I'm trying to think back. I'm like, um, I, if any of the other videos were like, any of the warning videos were just like dead set and pretty much giving away what was going to happen. Um, but pretty much those, like, but the past videos were more so just like idle threats or, flat out videos of them releasing the FBI conversation. So this mm-hmm. one was, yeah, completely different. So definitely got a scratching our heads here about who it could be with this one.
0: Hmm. Another thing that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of um, avoiding the one thing I don't want to talk about, but another thing that I was thinking about. So Darlene plants, I don't know technology people, what she did to Elliot's computer. But she basically allowed the FBI to now. I think every keystroke he makes, or whatever, or he they can see um, what's happening on his computer. And Elliot, yes, yeah, she, yeah, um, she um, planted um, spyware for for
1: the FBI for them to be able to watch him. Yes, um, yeah.
0: So
1: I yeah. feel like, I like do right, you? I
0: like, yeah, I got to. So she knows Elliot, and she knows his his computer game. I'm wondering if she did this knowing he would figure it out as almost a way to warn him. um, After him asking her to come back to his apartment because he wanted her, which is different from, because initially when he said, um, "Come, come back with me and she said, I'm okay, And I was perceiving it as she didn't want him to want to protect her. But when he said, no, I don't want to be alone, more of I just want to be with you, she was much more to me happy to accept that. So I'm wondering if she did this as a way to kind of warn him that something is going on, knowing that he would... Figure it out pretty quickly, which he did. I don't know. What, what do yeah. you guys think?
1: I, I think that there's, I think that there even definitely make that argument because I mean, she has to, I mean, she has, has grown up with the guy, so she has to know just how smart Elliot is and eventually could figure it out. That it's pretty much kind, sometimes, I'm going to say sometimes, hard to get some stuff past Ellie because some things do get past him. Mm -hmm. um, and go over his head, but, um, but, but, yeah, I think, I think that in some way, that on some level, she knew that he may eventually figure it out, so, but at the same time, she's got the FBI, you know, um, giving barking orders at her to get intel and all that stuff, so it's kind of like, yeah, like, yeah, I'll play up the spyware, but, you know, if he ends up doing, you know, what we saw him doing, like, don't blame me that you guys, you know, slept on that and he was able to get one up on you.
0: Yeah, so she could basically say you played yourself. Yeah. What do you think, Southern Cynic? Is Dar- Is Darlene that cunning? I don't know.
1: I guess some of the mind um, that if you guys were having this, on the pier, why not just confess and tell him that you're working with the <laughs> FBI and needs to work back? Because then her immunity and would the, be uh, taken away. I, uh, yeah. By who? Because the FBI isn't monitoring her outside of his apartment as far as I can tell because they didn't know the details of the conversation that she was having at the red Real Barrel. Mm, she had to true. tell this. So they're not constantly monitoring her. I don't know. I mean... I don't understand why she wouldn't just come out with it. You were already saying that you were going to leave. So why not drop that bomb on him and just let him go and figure it out. And you go do your own thing. Cause she's not well, going she to him did him. say, well, she did say <laughs> to Dom, you know, why don't I just, you know, try, you know, something along the lines of, why don't I just bring him in and you guys talk to him or something like that? Or why don't I bring up something to him? And she was saying, and Dom was telling her, no, you can't let Elliot know because that would spook him about and that would spook him on his connection with Tyrell. So basically, yeah, I mean, she, yeah, she wants to kind of just be like, all right, if you guys don't believe me, bring him in, I'll bring him in. And you guys talk to him or something like that. But yeah, basically they were like, Nope, he can't know that. He can't know that you're a CHS. Um, We, you know, we need you to get information out of him to get to basically lead us to Tyrell. So yeah. Yeah, her Um, immunity. So she. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, that would violate terms of her her, the terms of her immunity. Okay, so she's not really that concerned about Elliot. She's more
0: concerned about herself. I think she's definitely concerned about herself, and I was wondering if that immunity includes her murder, the murder she committed, or is it just the hacking?
1: Hmm.
0: Do they know she committed it? They I know noticed. that they know that she well, that Susan Jacobs the is missing. So, yeah,
1: yeah, they got her missing. Yeah, Um, but
0: um I mean, they're not gonna hmm, find, yeah, body. A, not gonna find body. <laughs> the body. They're not gonna find the body. The body was taken care of. <laughs> some
1: some parts might turn up. Some parts might turn up in the colonel. Um, what was and the um, and yeah, what was that one episode of the elementary where someone used a dog? Uh, <laughs> someone used that and they found someone's teeth so you never know. Yeah. Does every, you know something might turn up
0: everything still, doesn't burn know, like if you have like some dental work it won't burn or maybe her pacemaker wouldn't parts of the pacemaker might not burn and I think that has an ID mm-hmm. in it and it connects it to the person who has it so they could possibly use that girl we are running down a rabbit hole right <laughs>
1: you're really trying to avoid the main topic at hand you, you, you stretches it
0: it's <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> like i don't want to talk about it <laughs> but okay so what was dom looking at right before she went into the safe house like i paused that scene she there's like this comet comet electronic um van Sitting outside the safe house. And didn't you say Southern City? You saw some kids, what, on hoverboards or something? Like, what yeah. was Dom looking you know, at? Opened, I don't know what was going on in that
1: neighborhood. First of all, how <laughs> anybody over electricity <laughs> over there? Secondly, you got four or five kids running by on hoverboards in front of this house. Like, what's going on? I thought everybody was broke. Just saying. Well, but yeah, with that scene, um when I saw I yeah, I had a slight giggle at Comet uh Comet Electric because uh, you know, I was like, All right, shout out to Sam's um Sam's feature uh comet. Um so I was like, All right, I had a I had a nice smile and giggle to myself over that. Um but yeah, actually, yeah, I missed the kids on the hoverboards, but yeah, I remember you, you just asked us about that us asked us about that before we started recording and I was like, uh, I don't know, I guess priorities that yeah the world's economy is going to shit but I need my damn hoverboard for Christmas or something (laughs) well not Christmas but you know but like I said priorities you know I mean them hoverboards with them hot items I mean name one person you did not you have not seen on a hoverboard my kids Um, my niece and nephew (laughs) my cousin (laughs) And they're, you know, they're, yeah,
0: everybody, <laughs> the neighbors. <laughs> oh, Lord, I don't know. I don't know what was happening there, but whenever Dom is looking at something or staring at something, it's like, you better pay attention. And so I was like, I have no idea what she's saying that, that I don't see. But, you know, Dom is at another level. So, um, okay. Let's talk about one more thing before we have to get to the big thing. Okay. Philip Price and Minister Zhang had a throwdown, dragout match that was giving me my life. It was giving me all my life. So, Southern Cynic, I always go to you first on things that have to go with um, Philip Price versus Minister Zhang or Philip Price versus White Rose because you have said in the past you want to see Philip Price on his knees. So, my friend, how are you feeling, girl? How are you feeling? It's good to see him down on one
1: knee. I think by the next couple episodes he'll be on all fours. Oh uh, <laughs> <Rose. laughs> Ms. Rose is gonna wipe the floor with him and uh I was thinking back to his little speech last season about being the most powerful person in the mm-hmm. room. I felt that powerful. When she told him about her generosity, (laughs) oh girl,
0: that was like the line Mm -hmm. of the episode. Oh,
1: she said one more before that about his success will always follow hers.
0: That's right. Mm -hmm. I I need I need both of those made into posters (laughs) or (laughs) t-shirts. Is it? Oh, is it your your success will always follow mine. And then he said, don't mistake my generosity for generosity. That is like such a mom line. Like I need to pull that out for my kids when they're getting on my (laughs) last. Oh, I love it. So, but what did you think? What did you guys think when, um, Minister Zhang told Philip Price that he has Angela now,
1: Um, I think that that was I think that we got um, that was probably the thing that um started to take him down a few more notches than he already was um because as we'd seen before, um white Rose was always questioning um, price about well, why you know, I don't you know, didn't see the logic about why, why you, why you, and then white Rose decided to dedicate uh, give, well, we can't say, gener- we, I'm not mistaken, had 28 minutes, 28 you know, minutes. generosity for generosity, 28 yeah. minutes, um, you know, gave the girl 28 minutes of her precious time, um, to talk to her, and I think just, um, not just the fact of saying, not just the fact of saying that he, that she met with Angela, but also the fact that, um, you know, she, telling Price that um, she flat out, that she even contemplated shooting, uh, contemplated putting bullets in every in each of her eyes. Like I contemplated taking this girl, taking this girl out. This person that you care so much, but I can see the appeal of her. And now that she's on my side, you know, I mean, White Rose just relished in that moment. Like, you're like you're, okay, girl. You obviously. I did not come to play with you. So let me pull this card out that, you know, you want to make it a secret. Okay, we can go there and I'm going to take you down even further. Yeah. So uh, that, uh, that that whole scene, even from the speech that Philip was given, I'm like, white rose is shooting daggers at price. I'm like, it looks could kill.
0: Mm -hmm. And then I tweeted, I tweeted today. I said, I And I kind of regret that I tweeted it, but now I'm going to say it. I tweeted, I wish that Donald Trump could meet Minister Zhang.
1: Ah! (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) I, I mean, if only. I mean, I guess, you know, with that, I'm like, if I guess we could say the meeting with Price was, you know, warm-up, just getting started, if that meeting were to happen.
0: That would be yeah. amazing. Okay, so Southern Cynic, you called something out last week, too, about, and we don't know, do we know the um Minister Zhang's assistant's name? Do we know his name? I've, I've never uh, heard him refer to as anything.
1: No. I, yeah, I, I don't I, believe so. Well,
0: we're just going to call him
1: He is stepping out of bounds. I'm going to need him to get with the program um, and start following what White Rose says, because she obviously knows best, not you. I don't think he's long for this world if this keeps up.
0: No, I think either he is going to try and sabotage. um, Mm -hmm. He's going to try and sabotage or he's just going to get straight up killed. He's going to get murked or he's going to try and sabotage it and do something. And truly anger White Rose, which I don't think she's truly because she's calling stage two a slap on the hand or a slap on the wrist. And if it's what Elliot thinks Mm -hmm. it is, that's a big slap on the wrist. So, um, ugh, I'm concerned. (laughs) Like, I don't know when this vote is what, like, 11 days is the vote. Um, so mm-hmm. maybe, maybe this is going to happen on the next episode, but Eek, it's going to be something. I need him to your
1: place. That's all. Save yourself and know your place. You have a role <laughs> to play play, and it's to be quiet and do exactly what she tells you to do. Don't step outside of that. I Stay in
0: why, your lane. Like I don't know why he's trying to form declarative sentences. All he needs to do is say yes and how quickly—that's all he needs to do. But okay, try to try to bow up and see what happens, assistant. Um, so okay, we've talked about everything else. So, Miss Joanna. She goes on hmm. a talk show, hmm. and yeah. she basically. Um, Spills all the tea of the lies that she's been telling to Derek in front of the world, basically. Um, and so as she was doing this interview, I literally tweeted, I wonder how Derek feels about this. And mm-hmm. we found mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. What what? <laughs> what was she th- what was Joanna thinking? I don't want to be like I'm blaming the victim, but what was she thinking? Because she had been kind of grooming him this whole season two for this one thing. And then I don't know if there were other things that happened that we didn't see, but it's like, she just kind of stopped. Oh, what were you thinking when she was just spilling all the tea Akira?
1: Um, well, like you, I was thinking about Derek as I was watching the scene, but it was pretty much to as far as thinking it was just like Derek tried to tell you <laughs> can't say we you know tried to tell you, can't say we didn't try to warn you but um but yeah, um so we uh, yeah, with all this, we finally um even back to the season finale, got to see what her end game was or what her you know the purpose that of uh, Derek having Derek around served her um, to basically get Scott Knowles um, for the murder of uh, Sharon Knowles. Um, but yeah, seeing Joanna go on TV and say the things that she said, it was like no, it was no surprise when she, uh, you know she was saying, um, you know, it was a I was a moment of weakness. I was following the wrong. F- Getting the right, getting the advice from wrong, following the wrong pieces of advice, and I was like, uh huh, sure. Um, and then it was like, uh, with her saying that Tyrell is the only man she's ever loved, will ever love, and it was like, oh, we knew that. Derek didn't know, but we knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, but you just knew on some level. You was just like, uh, uh, you know, y'all might want to have tabs on Derek. I mean. Yeah, for for what happened? He is... Yeah, like, like he's always, like, he's always, like, we've always referred to him as, like, this little sad puppy dog when it came to Joanna, and with that, you know, with that thought process in mind, you know, like, you know, yes, she manipulated him and thinking that, you know, leading him on to think that they were going to be together, even though we were able to see through it, you know, love is blind, they say, um... But yeah, I think yeah, you I, know
0: the yeah, I like Ooh, that you I'm called so him I like that you called him a puppy dog because even like with animals, you can only hurt them so much or uh, mm-hmm. try to control them so much until they snap at you, um yep, and so some cynic, when I was watching her do this, I almost wondered is if that was her way of communicating with Tyrell to um show him that I did this for you, I still love you, if you heard I was gonna divorce you, it's not gonna happen, kind of as this is the only way she knew to possibly get in contact with him um, and kind of declare her love for him. Do you think, that's, do you think that holds any water or why, why do you think she's on this show?
1: I think it was possibly a way to say that it is safe to come home now. Um, I've wrapped this up neatly for you. Our enemies are done with. But um, of course, that plan ultimately failed. And I think that failure is on two hands here. You have Joanna and Mr. Sutherland. Um, They both failed in their jobs. Joanna failed by not seeing her plan through by cleaning up all loose ends and Mr. Sutherland Mm -hmm. failed by ending that loose end right there in the alley when he realized who was following up.
0: So Mm -hmm. her
1: plan to let Tyrell know it's safe to come home, Um, we got this all wrapped up nicely for you, Uh, Scott will never be a problem again. So technically, not really safe for him to come home because the FBI still wants him. But as, uh, but as far as the uh, Sharon Knowles murder, yeah, yeah, she cleared that up for him.
0: Yeah, and I think cleared, she just I think she yeah. just wanted him to contact her because mm-hmm. this whole time she's thinking in season two he's been contacting me, he's been sending me presents, and I think you know we've had a debate about is there true love between Terrell and Joanna, but those contacts and presence were comforting to her on some level. And then to find out that it's all been Scott trying to manipulate her. Um, I think she was trying to get that back, but you're right. Mr. Sutherland, I think they underestimated Derek, um, completely. I think she could have just said, okay, I'm going to do this interview. I'm doing it because I don't want it to seem like I coached you to do this. Um, make the statement to the police so that your statement will be stronger. Like that could have easily been done to placate him.
1: It's like, she just completely severed all contact with him as soon as he gave his statement.
0: Mm -hmm. Like how
1: long ago was this? And did you not tell him what the whole plan would be, how this would probably play out? I mean, he's not, can't be that, stupid, I mean, um, he is he, stupid, he but he can't is, be he is. you know, I, I think he can follow directions, so if you tell him, you're going to say this, I'm going to do this, it's going to be this way for a while it doesn't mean anything you're still my boo <laughs> Kiki, you know, and I keep it moving <laughs> <laughs> well, but also considering that Derek pretty much had a whole season of that with season two, like that whole, it's gotta be this it's gotta be that, so you know, I mean, uh, I'm defending Derek, but okay. Um, you know, after ha- you know, after having that for so long, you kind of get to a point where it's like, where the boy, where the boy, where Derek actually finally decided to wake the fuck up and see the truth for what it is. It's like, girl, never loved you. Yeah, we tried to, yeah, we tried to tell you, but you know, in some way, in some way. I understand how it had to come across that way. Like it's kind of got to be buddy like in the harshest way possible. She does not want you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause Mr. <laughs> yeah, Southern uh... said, Mr. Southern said you will never be around Joanna again. Like it's over. You served your purpose. Go away. And mm-hmm. he t- and, you know, I, I, I kind of wonder if this is a commentary, and I know they shot this this summer, but I wonder if this is a commentary on some of the stuff we're seeing with things that have been happening in the news with people, um, certain types of people, um, shootings, um, et cetera. So just, I mean, I wasn't expecting Derek to come back with a gun. Um, I certainly wasn't expecting Joanna to get shot, like, because Stephanie, um, had tweeted right before the show, telling people to watch the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was like, Girl. Guy. Be great. Yeah. She's like, make sure you watch the show tonight. I'm like. She just completely lulled us in like, oh, Joanna's back, girl. It was like she was really Joanna giving us the one-two punch.
1: Lord, and she scrambled for the gun. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm I'm really disappointed because I feel like Joanna would probably have a gun in her purse. You know, there shouldn't have been any scrambling to find a gun, but
0: Mm -hmm. that's just me. Yeah, Lord, and uh, no. Th- this was me. Why is that? Why that. did she have the baby even with her? She don't even bring that baby nowhere. Why did she bring that baby to the interview? <laughs> oh, that oh
1: the
0: <laughs> that I don't know. Maybe she's
1: cut. maybe with uh, Tyrell, and um, maybe she couldn't find a nanny or anything or, or a babysitter. But um, but but yeah, that it. I mean, it was. I I read a, um. An interview that Stephanie gave um just after the episode premiered um you, talking of uh, talking about the scene and everything and saying that it was pretty much pretty much like poetic justice for her to go out the way that she did mm-hmm. um you know i mean i remember and in reading that I was agreeing with her because I remember thinking that with Joanna was a powerhouse, and I'm like, what and I'm like it's gonna. I'm like, is, are Tyrell and Joanna gonna have to go out in some type of Bonnie and Clyde sort of way? But then, um, but then comes along Derek, and when one one single shot just, all right, bam, gone, you know. Mm. Uh, which again, you know, um, again also with the Dean poetic justice, where I was like, you know, there was this guy that he, Joanna basically, he was like a pup you know, like a little sick little puppy dog around her, and you know, as you were saying, you can only. Mistreat a mistreat a puppy dog so long before they snap at you, and yeah, um, yeah, they didn't count on that. And it was just so interesting to me that um, with um, I believe his name was Kareem, the uh, the parking lot attendant. Yeah, mm-hmm. how nicely she wrapped, how nicely they wrapped that one up when he was starting to get a little bit too um, antsy for their life, and I'm going to call it too. And he was too antsy, and then this guy. They just, I guess, again, underestimated him, thinking that, all right, we've given it to him as harsh as he can. Yeah, he's going to go with his wounds and eventually get over this. But,
0: but yeah, I no, feel no. like, Joe, in name The point that you made about Cream, I felt like sh- they worked harder to keep him under wraps than they did with Derek. Mm-hmm. And they had just as much, if not more, to lose with Derek spilling his guts then with Kareem, but they, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to question it. Um, so the imagery of that scene, the blood on the baby was, ugh, killing me. The this music, crying, the, everything. And I was like, Oh my God, how long is this baby going to be in this car? And so thank goodness they went to a commercial break and already on the timeline, people were like, maybe she's not dead, you know, maybe, you know, she made it. And then Sam comes back the very next scene with them cutting her skull open. So it was like he was saying, okay, fans, I know you're going to hope maybe she's still alive. She dead because this is her skull and we're cutting it open and here's her brain. It's like, yep. cause at first I was like, what am I looking at? What am I hearing? Is that what, I, I know they're not, oh my God. That was like my thought <laughs> process when we got <laughs> back from commercial break. Oh. Yeah, like you
1: say, like in case you guys wanted a, a little bit more clarity, yes, she did. Um, oh. but you know, Mr. Sutherland, but Mr. Sutherland's going to pull through, um, as Dom said. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So yeah, Southern yeah, so Cynic. Derek is gone. But the baby's not. <laughs> so Southern Cynic, these, Santiago with his just soulless self is not even going to send that baby to live with the family. So basically he's using the baby as a pawn. Thoughts on Mr. Santiago. Oh, middle finger's up to him. How did she
1: end up with him as a partner? Oh, my God. Well, he's her boss. Is that him? He's so generic looking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's like the store (laughs) brand. He's like the store brand man. (laughs) Mm, Generic. Yeah. Okay. Well, did you catch? Did you catch? You're such a generic man. Uh, Did you catch when he said the other team was looking into the Dark Army? I don't trust him. Yeah. I don't trust him. I said it when we were talking about season two. I don't trust him. I think he's um, working with the Dark Army in some way. I think White Rose has him, I think he's been compromised.
1: I just don't see the connection, I, and, and the whole thing about not telling, um, not giving the baby away to Ken, just sound like he was working on another way to bring Tyrell out. Definitely. You know? Um, yeah, but I, but then again, I don't understand how you would
0: just keep it all
1: under wraps. What well, are you going to do with Mister?
0: Well, I'm, I'm wondering what they're going to do with <laughs> Mister Sutherland, but maybe they're going to end up somehow using him because. They don't want anyone to know that Joanna is dead, which is what, which is why I'm assuming he doesn't want to take the baby to the next of kin because that would be admitting that Joanna is dead. So maybe somehow they're going to try to use Mr. Sutherland as a way to pretend like Joanna is still alive. But like you've said in the past, Southern Senate, I don't know if Terrell cares about her or that baby. I honestly don't I know. He, he cares more about Elliot.
1: <laughs> he is swooning for Elliot but um, I was wondering if the next episode it looks like it's a flashback mm-hmm. episode to set up you know Tyrell has been so I wonder how long it's going to be before we find out that he finds out about Joanna and, and the baby
0: okay. and I also
1: wanted to know how long will Sutherland be
0: what'd she say in the
1: end? How loyal is Sutherland? Mm. Is, he, is he gonna steal out everything that he's been involved in and Joanna's been involved in, or is he gonna keep his mouth shut?
0: Why would he? I, I, I don't
1: know, you know, people are crazy. <laughs> <I> mean, <hey. laughs>
0: he's not getting paid anymore. He's not getting a paycheck anymore. Why would you be loyal? Maybe Joanna's his cousin. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But speaking about previews for next week, I did not know that I needed a bearded Tyrell in my life, but obviously I do.
1: Me too, girl. It was kind of gingery, wasn't it? I was mm. oh,
0: all <laughs> <no. laughs> weak. You are wrong for that. Ladies and gentlemen, I kind of I, I cannot even tell you what she is talking about because it is too filthy. <laughs> we just don't oh, okay. leave that in the DMs, my friend. <laughs> oh Lord. Okay, so let's talk about some of the technical stuff that was going on in this episode. Um so we, all of us noticed the ticking this week, the ticking of the clock in the background um, when Elliot was at Chris, Oh, we didn't talk about one thing. When Mr. Robot comes out to Krista, so we, we totally didn't talk about this. So the first time Elliot is at Krista's, she asks if she can talk to Mr. Robot and he, you know, says no. And at that time, I think Elliot is still thinking he's just gone. But after Darlene spends the night, he goes to Krista, um, kind of upset, and says, I want you to talk to him. Um, And Krista, when she is trying to get Mr. Robot to come out, I kind of felt like, um, almost like when they're doing like the Ouija board, like I've never done that because I'm scared and black and I don't mess around with that stuff. Sort of stuff, but I felt like she was like doing like a Ouija board thing, and then when Mister Robot came out, they did this weird thing with the sound where it was Elliot's voice with Mister Robot's voice on top of his, and he sounded just like a, a evil demon to me. Like it made my skin crawl. And then they faded Elliot's voice out just. But to Mr. it was Robot. so good though. It was good, but oh, it was – it's like that type of technical stuff they're doing this season that is freaking me out.
1: Oh, man. I clenched yeah. up that whole – and it wasn't just his voice. It was the – the like the milky haze that they had going on in the room. That, that, that clock, you could hear the, the ticking was slowing as Mr. Robot mm-hmm. was coming out. hmm Music that they had, it was just, oh, oh my God. But uh, another freaky thing is, and in, in considering the source, you, you know how I am. I thought Krista was a little turned on by it. I'm, <gasps> I'm sorry, that's just me. Oh. She looked like she was mine. It looks like she liked that kind of attention. like like. But we all know Krista's a little messed up, too. That's just me, I'm just saying.
0: I felt like she was... <laughs> I, f- I felt like she was amused at first because I have to remember she's seeing Elliot at this moment. She's not seeing Christian Slater. So I felt almost mm-hmm. like she was a little bit amused and then it quickly went left with Mr. Robot um, like when he got in her face at the end and stuff and she, I think, got a, a deeper understanding of how dangerous Mr. Robot's persona could be. Um, what did you think, Akira? I
1: mean once uh, they know how to build up some tension in this show um it was thick, the tension was thick um mm-hmm. and again, I mean, I'm always talking about how I love um the chemistry between um Gloria Rubin and Rami I mean. The same thing could be said about the, the same thing could be said about the chemistry between she and Christian, but oh my God, that scene was incredible. Um, I mean, when you knew that Elliot had made that transition into Mr. Robot and yeah, opened his eyes, you were like, "Oh shit, it's gonna go down." I don't know what's gonna happen, but it's gonna go down. Um, yeah, you just on pins and needles the whole time, just wondering what was really gonna come out of this. Um, conversation between the two of them and well we come to real, well we come to realize a uh, robot admitting that um you know obviously he's not too happy about um what's the fact that they're now separated um he's also and the reasons why he's saying that you know ellie there are things that are going on that elliot is no longer aware of there are things that Elliot should know about but he doesn't know like we used to be able to see things at the same time and now now one you know one person knows something over the other um but yeah and then also um it was Mr. it was through Mr. Robot that we were able to see well or at least or at least I guess in Elliot's case able to you know make Elliot realize that they've been compromised, um, that Darlene, you know, it was Mr. Robot getting Elliot. To he see didn't the tr- say, you know, he see didn't see say it was,
0: he didn't say it was Darlene. He just said she, and right. I was going to ask you she, ladies, yes. who do you think that she is? So you think it's Darlene. Do you think it's Darlene Southern Senate? Well, technically it could be both. Yeah, it
1: could be both. But I initially thought that it
0: was Darlene. And see, I initially thought it was Angela. Mm-hmm. I was thinking Angela and you guys are thinking Darlene. So. Mm. Well, it
1: could be both, really. I mean, because when you think about it, they're both um, compromising him in some way, shape, or form. I mean, it, it all depends on how you look at it, really. I mean, with Darlene, yes, she's compromised him by trying to get information out of him and um, and give it to the FBI. Um, and then whereas Angela, in terms of compromising, I guess kind of in the sense of her playing or using his, using his Elliott condition against him in a way. So, Mm -hmm. so you want to say that both, if you want to make the argument that both of them are compromised and then yeah, those are the two angles that I would go about it for with, you know, go about it from there. Um, but yeah, yeah. (laughs) um, I need, I need, I need to see, I would like to see more of, um, Mr. Robot and uh, Krista, I would love to see some more stuff of that, whether we get to see more of it or not, I don't know, but I mean, it it was too good, too good. I'm kind of terrified to see anything more because I really thought at the end there, was just going to reach out and choke her to death. Mm -hmm. The way that they were building it, I was was a little worried for her.
0: Yeah, several people on the timeline were saying that they thought that he was going to hurt her or kill her, and we saw him be violent with Darlene. Um Earlier mm-hmm. in the episode, um, and I just really love how they are letting us see Elliot as Mr. Robot, like seeing Rami acting as Mr. Robot. Um, I, I just really like that they're doing that um, this season. So uh, that was an excellent, excellent episode. I think I said to Southern cynic before you got on um, a cure that it felt like that could have been like a season finale. Like the the tension, the excitement, all the stuff that happened in that episode could have definitely been a season finale, and it's only episode two, so it's like this roller coaster ride is like starting off with a shot. It is crazy, um, but mm-hmm. let's 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 um kind of wrap this up. So there. When we're watching Mr. Robot, there are these commercials for this new show coming up, I think November seventh, called Damnation." What are you thinking about these commercials? Have you even noticed them? or are you busy live? Are you busy tweeting during the commercials?
1: Um, I pretty much use the commercials to tweet and uh, tweet and look up, tweet and sort of add music to the playlist. Um, any music that I remember that I ever don't have to Shazam and know the song right off the bat. Era. You're shazamming yeah. music during the episode,
0: girl, you are wild.
1: <laughs> well my god, <laughs> well yeah, I mean some sometimes I yeah, but most often enough, sometimes I'll just go on to Tune Fine and be like, Okay, what song do they Yeah do they have? What song do they use for here, what song do they use for there? Um but yeah, so sometimes Tune Fine gets it right and then sometimes sometimes they don't. But most but so far this week, so far this season, there, it's on, um, but then also there's some songs that I'm like, wait, there's music playing and playing at that part too. I guess, uh, I guess maybe you're so engrossed in it or maybe this is just me so engrossed in it that I'm like, I'm like yeah, but I'm just like, wait, what? Oh, uh, there was music playing there? Okay. Um, yeah. This episode, still.
0: Yeah. So, Southern Cynic, have you, have you noticed these commercials for Damnation? I know that we kind of tweeted last week, like I thought it was a movie, but apparently it's a series. And this week they were using um, a Kanye West song in the commercial and I don't think that was the song they had in it last week. Have you saw I, I saw it last
1: week and I think I was so in shocked that I really didn't notice it this week, but then again, it everything on there looks generic
0: again get my meaning so I I don't (laughs) (laughs) there is a black there is a black female character there's like one black woman on there so I was like what is this but like once again it I I don't know it's not catching my interest so Mm. damnation I don't think so oh and And, um did you catch the Tupac and Biggie girl (laughs) Is that, a, is that is is that a movie or is it a a series? Because I was kind of like, well, I, blo- I was trying to actively block that out.
1: It looks like a mini series, kind of like the OJ thing that they I, were doing. But
0: yeah, I think okay. you're right. I think you're right. I don't, I don't know. If, mm.
1: I don't
0: want it. I, I don't, I don't think I do. I mean, I'm pretty much ninety nine percent sure I don't want that. And I don't know if anyone else does either. I think it is going to be interesting um, because people are very passionate about um, Tupac and Biggie. So I hope they came correct with it, but I will not be watching. So since the season has started, I think we all signed up for Ecoin. And so they have dropped like two... They did, like, um, the teaser, and then I think they gave out power packs, and then today they were giving out Amazon Dots, um, basically. So what are you guys thinking about this whole e-coin thing that's – I don't – every time I try to do it, I'm too late. Like, I open the email 30 minutes after I got it, and they were all sold out. Um, did you – didn't you get a power pack, Sonny Cynic? Were you quick enough? Did I think I, I,
1: I'm waiting on the power pack. I, I think I got in early enough for the dot, but then I started looking at the dot and it's like, do you have to sign up for the service? Probably. I
0: I think you have to have Amazon prime or something.
1: Uh, no, I'll sell it on Craigslist. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) So actually you might want to keep the dot because, um, I remember from the future of storytelling and they were passing out um these flyers saying that there was um uh a, a storytelling experience um that you could um utilize through um through uh, the Alexa dot echo one of the yeah, I guess uh, the Alexa um, product, what that that thing. I can't even think what it is, think what to call it, but yeah. So I was like, well, if you manage to get it, you might want to uh, hold on to that. And then maybe after you get it, maybe you, maybe then you can sell it. But, you know. Yeah. I'll consider yeah. it. But I'm, I'm interested in seeing what else they're going to come with because these aren't, you know, little rinky-dink kind of things. You know, these aren't rinky-dink items. This is stuff you can use. It actually has some value to it. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh- I'm like you. I'm kind of interested to see like what's what else is gonna how this is gonna evolve and and things like that. So I'm glad that you're able to um, get in on and actually claim some of the stuff because I'm I'm just so busy every time. I have like 338 unread emails. So email is not my my best thing. Um, and then the last thing the okay. Black, the Black Panther trailer dropped this week. And it was amazing. Southern Cynic and I I know we're um in a DM group and we were just going on and on and on about the Black Panther trailer. Did you see it, Akira? Are you excited about Black Panther?
1: Well, uh, I am, but I'm waiting on my nephew to come, to come around and so we can I usually watch all trailers, um, all all the those type of things I usually make it a point to watch with him. That's kind of our thing that we do together. So um yeah i'm waiting this weekend i'm pretty sure he'll be coming he'll be coming to our house over the weekend so i'll be like all right let's go down and watch um, this trailer and any other new trailer that came out that we missed and didn't watch um but i keep telling him, like yes like usually any of these uh, any of those movies like um justice league or whatever wonder woman like usually those are things that he'll do with his dad but i'm like i'm claiming Black Panther. This is us. We're going to go see it. Um, but yeah, but um, I mean, my I, my nephew just he's like he's like I don't know if I want to go see it in it. I guess because he's like i kind used to. Uh, how I guess how some old is your being, nephew? Um, you know, he is seven. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But yeah, but I'm like we are like we are going to the theater. Like you are going to have the experience of seeing this movie you know, in the theater, with the hyped audience, like, oh, like, oh, on, oh, this is a Black Panther movie, yes. I'm,
0: like, I'm starting
1: to wonder if I'm more hyped for this movie sometimes than he is,
0: but, I I, but yeah, I, but I think yeah, I guess. definitely am more than my son, like, he wants to see it, but I'm, like, so excited, Southern Cynic, how are, mm-hmm. are you, how are you going to go see um, Black Panther, are you going to go with some friends, you're going to, Go to, do you have a certain theater where you know you can go and scream at the screen and people won't be mad at you, a.k.a. the black theater? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I live in South Mississippi. We don't have a black theater. Now, if I was in Jackson, that would probably be all the theaters and it would be super lit, but um, that's three hours away. Um but I'll probably be seeing it by myself. Uh, I mentioned it to my sister because that is my birthday month. I think it's a week after my birthday
0: mm-hmm. that it comes
1: out. So I was trying to get her hyped for it. She doesn't read comic books. She doesn't know about comic book movies. Um, she she just knows that I annoy her about Star Wars. So um, I'm going to try to get her to go see it with me. Oh. So we'll, we'll see. Wow. It's not going to be a comic book. You know, we're not going to be all, you know, laid out in our black finest going there, but it'll be a
0: good night. Yeah, we. I think we're trying to figure. I know I have a friend who lives in Detroit who said, why don't you come to Detroit to see Black Panther? Because I live in rural Amish country. So when I go to the theater, it's just me and my kids. Um. um you yeah. know, so I, I would definitely not be able to yell at the screen at all where I live. So I was invited to go to Detroit. I know a group of folks were talking about doing something in DC. And then I think black girl nerds is doing something maybe in New York city. I saw in the Twitterverse. So I'm going to keep my eyes and ears open because I do not want to go and see black Panther at my little country theater where I can't thoroughly enjoy myself. So Um, But speaking of Black Panther, we're going to do the podcast shout out. And this is um, someone that Southern Cynic and I both follow. So um, this gentleman's Twitter name is um, Fourth Wall. So it's I-V-Wall, W-A-L-L. And he has a um, podcast called Wakanda for Life. So it's Wakanda and then it's the I-V and then life is spelled L-Y-F-E. So you can follow them at at Wakanda for Life. They also have a um, webpage. So it's fourthwall.net. So ivwall.net. And they actually have lots of podcasts on their um, webpage. So they have the Wakanda for Life podcast. And then they're also podcasting um, about comics. They are blogging about comics, about Marvel, So if you are looking for a Wakanda comic fix, check them out. All right. So uh, we have spent another hour and some change together. Hopefully we will be regrouped for next week, and we will be back ready to record and talk about Mr. Robot. I am at CTalene. You can find me on Twitter at C-T-A-L-L-E-E-N. Southern Cynic, where can they find you? On the Twitters at Southern Cynic. All right, and Akira, where can folks find you? And they can find me. I'm HelloFriend, H3LL0FRI3ND1. And you can find this podcast on Twitter. You can follow us at onmasspodcast Podcast. And just remember, we are part of the Brothers Comics family of podcasts. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Turn Good night, on, everybody. It. Good night. I promise, I swear, I In your middle, I don't trust you, I ain't mm-hmm. no? mm-hmm. gonna shoot you Yo, Percocet, Yo. Miley Percocet